listening to the Broadcast Basement On Demand Radio Network. It's the podcast in the Broadcast Basement. Broadcastbasement.com. Coming to you from the Windy City Slam Studios in the southwest suburbs of Chicago, this is Windy City Slam Podcast. Wow, that's all I got to say about this past weekend with Freelance Undergrounds, Back to Church Street, Part Brew. Absolutely amazing show. Kudos to the talent, to the fans who made that show electric and kudos to James and Caleb, AKA two juice hell of a show, hell of a job by everybody involved in Itasca this past weekend, couple of huge surprises, some big news coming out of that show. And we will definitely talk about that in coming moments. But first just want to introduce myself to you, Mike Pankow here the editor and founder of WindyCitySlam.com and host of the Windy City Slam podcast. And let's get into some of the other happenings from late last weekend before we jump into Freelance Underground and our special guest this week, Axel Rico. So, Hell in a Cell, this past Sunday night, WWE, only six matches on the main show, two of them occurring in the confines of the demonic chamber, Hell in a Cell. And it was a decent show. I mean, it won't be too memorable. Um, I thought the talent worked hard. Um, some of the booking may not have been the best, but, you know, you take some and, and you give some with WWE, so you just never know what you're going to get some nights. Main event was Bobby Lashley defeating Drew McIntyre to retain the WWE Championship in Hell in a Cell. And somehow MVP was able to interfere because he was able to get inside the cell after the original referee got knocked out and they had the replacement ref come in. MVP comes in the cell that way. He gets locked in. So he becomes part of the match. Bobby Lashley retains. Interesting to see where Lashley goes from here. Do we see a Brock Lesnar return at some point for a SummerSlam match or a potential WrestleMania match down the line? appears that the Bobby Lashley train is going strong and continuing forward. Bianca Belair defeated Bailey to retain the SmackDown Women's Championship in the other Hell in a Cell match on Sunday night. Strong performance again by these two. Um, I especially love Bailey. Her, she has done her best work over the past two years in WWE, and most of, of that has come as a heel. But Bianca, super uber-athletic, really coming to her own. She hits the KOD on Bailey on a ladder. Ouch. Oof. Gets the pin, retains the title. I would not mind seeing them go at it a couple more times in matches. And in the other solid match on the show, I particularly like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. We have, we've seen this plenty of times before, but they have an amazing chemistry in the ring. And Zayn defeats Owens as Kevin continues to sell the injuries administered by Commander Aziz on SmackDown. And uh, rumbling is that KO might be taking a little time off after this, so maybe he'll come back and attack Sammy down the line, and we'll have another match between the former friends 
bitter enemies of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Well, enough of WWE. Let's go on to local wrestling, Chicagoland wrestling. We have Zello Pro's Summer of Zello continuing last Thursday night, June the 17th. And big thanks and kudos to Dan Rays, a.k.a. D-Ray, for helping me out and get these results from the Summer of Zello show this past Thursday night, June 17th in Crestwood. Storm Grayson in Hades, the Blackheart Battalion, they defeat Chico Suave and Mason Conrad in a tag team match. And that match turned into Chico Suave cashing in his Crave case. And then he defeats Mason Conrad with the Olympic Slam to win the White Castle Bold Moves Championship after an Olympic Slam. So, congrats to Chico Suave. Chico don't tap. And now Chico's a champ. In other action at Zello, Blair Onyx defeats Sierra by a submission. And then in the last match of the evening, Davey Bang defeats young Angel Escalera in what was, by all accounts, a fun match. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about Angel Escalera's weekend as the show continues. All right, folks. Um, batting on the hatches here. Get ready. Freelance Underground. Back to Church Street. This past Saturday night, June the 19th, Church Street Brewing Company in Itasca. Absolutely huge news coming out of this show. Two major returns. First of all, Smiley Kylie Ray was a surprise opponent for Angel Escalera in a match. And Kylie Ray and Angel Escalera had a great fight, hard fought match. Kylie ends up winning. With my submission with the crossface. And Escalera, I'll tell you right now, really showed himself in this match. Give that kid a lot of credit. The crowd was electric for Kylie's entrance. And by the end of the match, they were cheering for both Kylie and Angel Escalera. Great job by both. Kylie Ray's been doing a lot of training of various athletes at the Freelance Wrestling Academy. And you can tell that she's done good work with Young guys like Angel Escalera just proven by this match on Saturday. Now, after the match, Angel Escalera goes back. Kylie's hanging out in the ring, smiling, crying, just emotional, taking in the adulation of the fans. And then a familiar tune to some freelance and freelance underground fans plays. And it's Project Monix, of all people. After a 16-month absence. Now, I was actually at Project Monix's last wrestling match. And it was also a freelance underground show. Back in Joliet in February of 2020, just before this silly damn pandemic hit, he wrestled uh, Jesus Bryce on that show. And Bryce came out with the win. And like an hour or two after the show, Monix came out on his social media and basically said, he's done wrestling. And... It sounded like there are some serious um, issues um, with concussions and stuff coming out of that. And it sounded like he was never coming back. Although he did come back and say shortly after that on social that he does hope for one more match. But obviously we kind of forgot about that with the pandemic and everything else crazy in the world happening in the last 16 months. So fast forward to this past Saturday. Monix returns to the ring, basically says... He had his wrestling life taken away from him. He's seen doctors and neurosurgeons and specialists and stuff like that. And they all recommended 
him never to wrestle again. But Monix says he wants one more match. So he goes all Christian Cage on us. And he says he wants to face the best mother effing wrestler in the world. And that obviously is Kylie Ray. So now they set that match up for October 23rd, back at Church Street. The final phase, it'll be Project Monix, Kylie Ray, one-on-one. And if the reaction this past Saturday night was incredible, the reaction in four months' time should be an absolute explosion. It's going to be unbelievable. Two people I really, really adore. Pat Monix was really one of the first guys to kind of welcome me into the Chicago independent scene a few years ago. He was the first guy that I interviewed for WindyCitySlam.com that was a local independent wrestler. Great kid. Fantastic in the ring, although he may have to dial it back just a little bit um, to avoid any further damage with concussions and stuff like that. But I always enjoyed watching him wrestle. Uh, He and Sam Adonis had an absolute banger at Warrior Wrestling a couple years ago. He and Simon Grimm at Zello Pro and Joe's on Wheat Street, they practically wrecked the bar. That was amazing, too. So I can't wait to see Pat Monix, Kylie Ray in October. And there was plenty more at Freelance Underground as well. Main event saw GPA retain his Freelance Underground Championship. He defeats the 350-pound heavyweight hustle Calvin Tankman. And this Tankman, I mean, he's a tank, man. I mean, thick, huge, I mean, powerful, can move around the ring like a cruiserweight. But GPA, typical GPA fashion, gets the leverage pin holding the rope after he countered a Tankman driver. So GPA, still your FU champion. Laney Luck defeats Billy Starks via submission with the STF to retain the Freelance Underground Independent Championship in another solid match. In a very exciting opener, we had Storm Grayson defeating J.J. Garrett with the knee trigger. Then we had a couple of debuting talents in Freelance Underground. Kayla Cassidy steals the win from Blair Onyx after she escaped the spider lock. A little bit of nefarious means look like she scratched Blair in the face, uh, in the eyes, and then got a roll-up pin to win the match. Three-way match I really enjoyed. One of the matches I was really looking forward to coming into back to Church Street, and it delivered on athletic levels, on comedic levels, entertainment levels, you name it. Dan the Dad defeats yours rudely, Trevor Outlaw, and one-man dynasty, Darius Luttrell, in a three-way match when Dan pins Trevor Outlaw following a backpack stunner, a.k.a. Baby on Board. In a non-title match, the Bang Bros, Davey Bang and August Matthews, they defeat the freelance underground tag team champions, the Brothers of Construction, Ruffo and Yabo, as well as Hysteria, which is the team of Cole Radrick and Sage Phillips, when Bang rolls up Yabo for a surprise pin. So the Bang Bros, on the fast track to a title opportunity, perhaps, we'll see that next month at Freelance Underground's tapings, perhaps. We'll see what happens there. But after the match, Brothers of Funstruction, with all their circus gimmicks all over the ring, trying to figure out what happened, Familiar music hits. Frank the Clown strikes Freelance Underground. 
to a chorus of boos and FUs. And when I say FU, I don't mean freelance underground. I mean that other FU. And Frank made a pitch to court the Brothers of Funstruction. After a brief conversation between the parties, it appeared that the brothers rebuffed him. Yabo used his little trick flower to squirt water on Frank, leaving Frank in the ring all despondent. But what will happen after this? I don't know. Will Frank try to come up with a new tag team to go after the brothers? Will Frank come up with something else? Stay tuned, as they say. And in the other match on the show, Coda Hernandez defeats Hot Chocolate Acid Jazz by disqualification after Darius Luttrell interfered the match. Now, interesting ending here, and the background on this real quick before I go into that ending. Hernandez and Luttrell teamed up at Chicago Secret Stash, which Windy City Slam helped sponsor a couple months ago. They teamed up against the Coco Buffs, which of course is Acid Jazz and Marche Rocket. And the Coco Buffs won that match back at Secret Stash. So obviously, Code Hernandez and Darius Latrell looking for a little bit of revenge on Acid Jazz. So Latrell comes out, distracts referee Jerry, Jeremy Tillema, throws a shiv in the ring. Hernandez tries to use the weapon and misses. Acid Jazz fires up his Swiss mist, which is basically Swiss mist powder. He puts it in his mouth and spits it in the face of somebody. So he spits Swiss mist into Latrell's face. And then behind the referee's back, Hernandez pulls an Eddie Guerrero, classic vintage Eddie Guerrero, faking getting hit with the shiv while Jazz got caught red-handed with the shiv in his hands, causing ref Jeremy to call for the bell and the disqualification. So Coder Hernandez gets one over on acid Jazz. So maybe do we see Coda and Darius team up again against the Coco Buffs in the future? Time will only tell. Stay tuned. But again, Freelance Underground's Back to Church Street. Amazing, amazing show. And if you missed out on this show, you got to get the monthly subscription to IWTV and check it out on demand because it'll be two and a half hours or so of some of the best wrestling in Chicago you will see. And before we go on to our guest, Axel Rico, Real quick, this weekend, the show Axel Rico will be appearing on Chicago Style Wrestling presents Fallout at American Legion Post 1231 in Lake in the Hills, Saturday afternoon, June the 26th. It'll be an outdoor show. And real quick, some of the announced matches for that show include champion Filth King Brubaker defending the CSW title against Hot Chocolate Acid Jazz. And then we have Jake from Wrestling defending the CSW Metro Division Championship against the aforementioned and today's guest, Axel Rico. Marche Rocket will be taking on Ryan Matthews. Veteran Ice Pick Vic Capri takes on CJ Esparza. And in a little bit of a grudge match, Mateo Valentine looks to get a little bit of revenge on Heather Reckless in an intergender bout. Going back to CSW's Inglorious Bastards a couple months ago, Heather Reckless actually got the pin on Mateo in a mixed tag match, which also included Sky Blue and Ryan Matthews. And now Mateo and Heather will go one-on-one to settle that score this Saturday. 
And in addition, former AWA legend, WWE legend, WCW wrestler Pat Tanaka will be making an appearance. And not only that, he is supposed to wrestle on this show. So another loaded card by CSW. Check it out this Saturday in Lake in the Hills. And then one of the other highlighted shows of the weekend, Golly Lucha Libre. They return to Rockford Sunday, June 27th. And among those on the card advertised, the new Golly champion, Cody Jones, as well as Mil Mortis. For a many, many Chicago area, Northeast Illinois, Northwest Indiana, and Southeast Wisconsin wrestling events, go to WindyCitySlam.com. Go to the calendar events. Check out the listing of all the different shows in the region, plus WWE, Impact, AEW, ROH, etc., etc. All right. Enough chatter from me. And coming up next, our special guest, Axel Rico. All right. On the line right now, calling in. Huge guest for this week. Big get for Windy City Slam. He's an emerging star with a lot of charisma. And he's been busy in the Chicago area the last few months with promotions such as Chicago Style Wrestling, AAW Pro, WOWT, and Golly Lucha Libre. So for the first time on Windy City Slam podcast, we welcome... Axel Rico. Rico, hello. I've, uh, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm on the line. I'm, I'm here. I'm chatting, and um, the only thing I want to say is that you forgot the Rico. There you go. <laughs> Excited to help you out there. Yeah, you did have to help me out. You are so much better at that than I am. Uh, I did have four years of Spanish in high school. Uh, I know a little bit. I, I can maybe converse a little bit. Maybe not right now. Not in public, but. Uh, uh-huh. y- Obviously, you picked me up there. I appreciate it. I got you. You you needed that fifth year. If you had that fifth year, then you would have been able to do it. I got you. Don't worry. I got you. I, I don't have the talented tongue or the throat, I guess, for that. So, <laughs> well, yeah, it's so, an honor to yeah, it's an honor to be part. Can't wait uh, to chat with you. Let's let's chat. What do you want to talk about? Let's roll. Yeah. So this weekend, uh, I'm very excited for this card. Uh, Unfortunately, I can't be there in person. Uh, Real life sometimes takes over. But CSW, Chicago Style Wrestling, presents Fallout. And that's Saturday afternoon, Lake in the Hills at the American Legion up there. And you have a huge match. You will challenge Jake. Yes, you will challenge Jake from wrestling, a.k.a. Jake Andrews, after you recently won a number one contenders match. So what's it like being in a huge match for CSW and fighting for a championship? Well, the the craziness is because once, you know, before the, you know, when we were in the world being, you know, the world how it was, uh, you know, just even a couple months ago, I remember... You know, all of my CSW time was just in their future battle royals. But when we finally came back and um, my first show on the main roster was at the same venue that we're going to be going to um, this weekend. And now, you know, a year later, however long now, it's going to be like a full circle. And now I got an opportunity, you know, to go against Jake and, uh, you know, show CSW that, you know, I got, I got another shot in me and that I'm, that I'm here to play. So I'm very excited about this match. I know, uh, I've wrestled Jake before, um, and the kid is really good. He's really, 
he really is Jake, you know, from wrestling. <laughs> um, but I'm super excited. You know, I woke up at 5 a.m. this morning just to train, and, you know, nothing's changing because uh, I got to keep getting better. And hopefully this time, you know, I'll, I'll get the upper hand on the Jake from wrestling this time for CFW. Yeah, I love your, your character, your, your flair. The, the hair is on point. The mustache Always. is on point. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a little bit about the influence for your character. Um, well, obviously I am who I am. Um, I, I've, I've done a lot of theater in my life. Um, the first thing I did in high school was always watch whose line is it anyway. So I always loved doing improv. So I started doing improv in the, in the Chicago, Chicago land area. So just always being a fool has just always been a part of my life. Um, so that part of my character is just, just me being me. But, um, on top of being a little goofball, you know, as a kid growing up, I watched a lot of anime and um, cartoons and all that. And one of my favorite anime and cartoons was uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Um, and there was this guy named Greed who had a, an amazing jacket with some fluff around it. And I knew um, that's, that's just an easy way to look amazing and get the people looking at you and thinking that, dang, that's a, that, that guy looks way different than anybody I've ever seen. And um, when it comes to the hair and the fa- and the facial hair, the hair is just, it, it kind of lives on its own. It's kind of like a separate entity from me. It kind of just does whatever it wants. Um, so I have no control over the hair, but, you know, it just always looks amazing. And uh, the mustache is just the only type of real facial hair I can grow that looks impressive. Um, and it, it's getting so strong now that I can barely cut it. So it's just going to be part of my life as well as the hair. I think they're both, you know, now their own separate entities on my body, but you know, they make me look overall amazing, you know, so thank you for bringing that up. And, uh, <laughs> overall, I think that's, uh, that's a, that's just a little rough draft of Axel Rico's character in general when it comes to the wrestling scene. Okay, so um, from what I was hearing, you broke into the business probably around 2016, 2017. Now, tell me how you broke into the business and who trained you. Well, I was going to start in 2016, 17, you know, like right, right away. Um, but that's when the hurricane happened in Puerto Rico. So I decided to take kind of, you know, I, I originally went to um, Steve Boz's school with Chicago Style Wrestling right before that happened. And I told him, you know, I want to start training. I want to start taking, learning how to learn the ropes and all that. But then the hurricane hit. So I kind of took some time off to help with my family. Um, But then once, you know, they said, you know, we're all good. Everything's getting better. I went right to back to Steve's school. And then um, I trained with him for a year, started working a little bit of Chicago style wrestling with the futures rumbles and all that. And then, um, he introduced me to Galley Lucha, and then I started uh, training with um, the great and fantastic Golden Star, uh, Atomico, and uh, Gringo Loco. And then ever since then, I've been training with, you know, the CSW crew, um, the Galley crew, and, you know, lots of seminars and um, meeting lots of great wrestlers like Ricky Cruz, who is one of my mentors now, um, been training with super crazy. You know, we were able to wrestle at a W O W T wow T show. That was awesome. And just, uh, learn a lot from him and just gaining so much knowledge from wrestling from all these type of people that I've met through the, those shows. And, um, overall I've, I've loved all the people I've met and training 
And, you know, I'm going about four years now doing this wrestling crazy business. And, um, you know, I'm just learning more and more every single day. And I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. So you were born in Puerto Rico and then moved to yes. Chicago around first grade. That's At least that's what I heard on another interview, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I moved originally well because, you know, I was too young to really decide um, because I always tell mm -hmm. everyone that if, if I could move my whole life, everything that I know to Puerto Rico, I'd do it in an instant. Um, but of course, you know, life isn't that easy and, you know, not a lot of people want to go to Puerto Rico for some reason. Um, but yeah, I came here when I was about first grade. Uh, we originally moved to Texas for about a year, but then came right to Illinois. And uh, I've been here ever since. Still not a big fan of the winter, um, but uh, <laughs> I just kind of deal with it. And I think that's just what everybody does here in Chicago. They don't really like it. They just deal with it. But, you know, what can you do? Survive and adapt. That's what Chicago weather is all about. <laughs> that's right. It makes you stronger like bull or something. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, how did you get into wrestling as a fan, and uh, who were your favorites growing up? Oh uh, well, I've already said this in multiple, you know, in multiple podcasts. Eddie Guerrero is my absolute idol. Um, he was the reason I got into wrestling, or at least thought about putting it on my bucket list as a kid. Um, in Puerto Rico, my uncles had a friend who did wrestling in Puerto Rico, and um, he had a lot of VHS tapes. And I remember he gave me one of a Halloween Havoc. And the first one, first match was Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. And that, really, uh -huh. you know, that really opened my eyes to, you know, Lucha Libre and wrestling in general. And then, you know, I would, I would see that VHS tape that weekend and then, you know, look at Monday, you know, Monday Night Raw or SmackDown. And I would just see Eddie Guerrero, you know, a couple years later and it'd be like, oh, my God, he's still awesome. He still looks great. And he has a fantastic mustache. Man, maybe maybe some years I'll kind of want to be like this guy or something like that. Um, but Eddie, for sure, you know, obviously, you know, I, I grew up during the Attitude Era, so you can't go, you, you, you couldn't watch anything without watching Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, The Rock. Um, I was always a big fan of Kane because he was a monster, but then, you know, I, I stopped growing at five foot nine, um, <laughs> five foot ten with shoes. Um, <laughs> But yeah, just I was a big WWF fan. Um, I loved all the crazy characters, and you know, all all the VHS tapes that I have were of WCW. But I always was watching both. You know, I just loved all the crazy characters and all the crazy storylines. But definitely for me, the 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 Rushmore would for me would be Eddie Guerrero, uh, probably Stone Cold because you know just overall character amazing. Rey Mysterio because of overall like probably the one of the greatest luchadors in the public scene and that fourth one that can be that's that's too close to call it probably a mixed bag of just a bunch of people Sting, Kane, The Rock, Undertaker you know but the top three for sure Eddie Guerrero, Stone Cold and Mr. Mysterio for sure. It's a great group right there awesome mm -hmm. and that Halloween Havoc match is a classic and I think oh, yeah. a lot of people would name that among their favorites. Oh, 100%. And Seth Rollins even paid tribute to uh, Rey Mysterio in his own way, wearing a similar outfit for, uh, in a recent match against Rey with oh, yeah. that um, Hollywood ha ha Halloween Havoc uh, look from that yeah, year. Yeah, that, that good old purple, and it was just connected to everything. That's a good look right there, I tell you. Mm -hmm. what. That's a great look. <laughs> so is there any particular person or wrestler that influenced your in-ring style? 
Ooh, in-ring style. Um, well, my in-ring style is kind of growing every, you know, it's been, it's, you know, since, since year one, like I, I would love, I would probably laugh at myself, you know, thinking what I've, what I could have learned. And then, um, it's definitely adapted. Um, but I, I've kind of been growing it. So I see it kind of like a mixture of everything. I try my hardest to aim to be as close to Eddie Guerrero as possible because, you know, he's just my idol and there's just something in my brain that just says like, you just want to be like him because he's the best. But, um, I don't know. I love all different types of style. I've been learning a lot of Lucha. I've been learning a lot of American style. So I just like to combine the two. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I see myself, if I was to try to think of an example of a wrestler right now, um, probably like a mixture of like the Miz meets Cesaro or something like that. Because something when I learned how to do an uppercut, that kind of took over my life. And um, <laughs> And I like to stay a little bit, you know, the ground game with strikes and, you know, close encounter stuff. So I kind of like those two wrestlers right now combined into one. And I'd, I'd consider that close to my style as of right now. Pretty darn cool. Um, and earlier on, you were uh, mentioning that of different training sessions and getting oh, yeah. influences from people. You recently through CSW had a chance to um, take some knowledge in from Pat Tanaka. Yeah. So what was that experience like? Oh man. Um, I remember, yeah, Steve Boz was, uh, he, he messaged us saying, Hey, Pat Tanaka is going to be in this area for about a month and he wants to lead in as much as we can. And, you know, every time that you get somebody with as much experience as a Pat Tanaka, super crazy, or anybody that's just been doing this and been treating this as it's their life, I want that information in my brain immediately. And um, that was so cool to train with him just in my the ring that I started in, and you know him telling us like, "Oh, you guys are awesome. You know, this is how you make this better. Hey, you know, this is what I did," and just learning, just getting all of his knowledge. It was so cool. And uh, I really can't wait for to see what on earth he's going to be doing this weekend because apparently, you know, I saw the flyer. He is going to be in action, and uh, mm -hmm. that's just going to be absolutely freaking awesome to see, to be on a show with, with a guy that's been doing it as long as he has. So I can't wait for this weekend. That's going to be interesting to see who he gets in the ring against and what yeah. he can still do. <laughs> he does have a, he has a mean arm drag. I'll tell you that. I, I took it on a Tuesday, and that was uh, no joke. I still remember him from the AWA with Bad Company with Paul Diamond being managed by Diamond Dallas Page. I mean, uh, yeah. that's how far <laughs> back I go. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, he, he. I remember chatting with him. I was able to pick him up and drive him to one of our trainings and he he remembers absolutely everything about him and wrestling so it was so cool to just hear his stories hear what he wants to do and how you know this is his life so it's really cool to to be in the in in just the gen general area of this guy and i can't wait to see what he does this weekend now i want to turn to something else uh la sociedad boricua which oh, is a, you, you butchered it, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, I tried. Like I said, four years of Spanish, not enough. Yep, but uh, Not enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want to pronounce it for me clearly and distinctly, go right ahead, Yeah, sir. sure. Uh, La Sociedad Boricua. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, sir. Of course. <laughs> so 
um, you guys, the faction, yes. Uh, yes. you, Rico de la Vega and uh-huh. Chuco, yep. um, you guys team up in Gali, and then you and de la Vega team up in AAW. And That's right. you guys have been trying to set AAW on fire from the outside in. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of a- aggressive tactics, a little bit of roughhousing. <laughs> Now, what is the end game for you guys in AAW? Well, AAW, I, I, that's one of the craziest shows I've ever been a part of. Once I first saw, you know, because, you know, I've been around the Chicagoland area for, for you know, almost 20 years now. And um, Logan, you know, the Logan Square, um, where they do the shows in the Logan Square was always something that I thought I want to perform there. So eventually, once I started training and all that stuff, and I found my brother, which is uh, Rico de la Vega, of course, and uh, we 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 saw you know what you know we we saw a goal and we're like we're gonna get in we're gonna get there we're gonna be there and now we are pretty much the most popular tag team there and the best you know overall two most handsome people um, there in that promotion and um, we don't have an end game um, I wouldn't I would say right now because. Um, they're trying to, they they just don't want us to be, you know, there. But the thing is, you know, we make AAW more, you know, want, wanting people to see what we're going to do and, you know, make people want to watch more. So it's like, you know, why I'm not, I, we have lots of ideas. Let me tell you, you know, the Windy City Slam is the, the right now, the only type of people that are going to hear even just thoughts of what we're doing. But we have tons of ideas. We are... You know, they told us we couldn't come into the pay-per-view. We still made our way into the pay-per-view, which was so cool. And we are not planning on stopping. Not, you know, if they tell us no, we'll be there. We'll take on whoever. We'll we'll wrestle Jake something again. We'll wrestle whoever they want. But um, overall, I'm having fun there at AAW. And I know Rico is as well. And who knows, maybe we'll get Chuko part of AAW as well. Or, you know, it's it, there's a lot of ideas there's a lot of things going on but overall aaw is not <laughs> they they're not going to be losing or having rico de la vega and axel rico not be part of them for a very long time so uh, i plan on continuing there and rocking the house there at aaw yeah their tag team scene is really on the up and up uh you oh, got yeah. um Madman Fulton, a Austin. Mm-hmm. You have the yep. champions, uh, Joasa and Rusman, and you have mm-hmm. um, the second gear crew who are just the champions and just lost the titles. So you guys yeah. will fit into that group great. And uh, are the tag team titles your ultimate goal? Um, maybe. Um, so far, just uh, right now, a lot of the people there at AAW call me Broccolihead. So, you know, I'm not a big fan of the crowd there, but uh, I love to tweak them. But you know, I think that the belts would look pretty, pretty nice on our on our waist. So that's just kind of goal one and two: get the people to keep watching us and seeing what we'll do. And then, you know, if the belts just happen to fall on our laps, we're not gonna say no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, once again, this weekend we're gonna circle back. Uh, sure. Chicago style wrestling's Fallout yes. Saturday afternoon in Lake the Hills, and a few of the matches that have already been announced including oh. your match with uh, Jake from wrestling for the CSW Metro division championship. Woo woo. Plus we, yeah. Plus we have filth King Brubaker defending the CSW championship against hot chocolate acid jazz. <laughs> acid now, jazz. And then we have the veteran Marche rocket against Ryan Matthews, the pretty boy. 
Yep. And then uh, ice pick Vic Capri against CJ Esparza, a veteran guy against the high flyer. Should be a lot of fun. And Mateo Valentine against Heather Reckless. So that ought to be kind of cool. I hope Heather... I hope Heather lives up to her name and just beats the hell out of Mateo Valentine. <laughs> so you, 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 and, you and Mateo, not friends? Well, we, a lot of people always tell me because one of, uh, I don't know if you know this guy named Steve Kenton, the articulator. I yes. get a lot of random messages saying like, Oh my God, I keep watching you and Mateo's match. And, you know, you got a little too close to him. And it's just every time I get a reminder of that, you know, or somebody talks about Mateo Valentine around around me, it's like, oh, why don't you two start dating or something? You know, just uh, every time I hear Mateo, you know, it's like, all right, guys, we're past this point. OK, it was a match you know, on a super awesome show almost a year ago, whatever, whatever. You know, I have other things like you want to talk about AAW, but, you know, oh, I'm getting so frustrated. Let's keep going. Keep going with the show about the CSW this weekend, please. And once again, you mentioned Pat Tanaka will be in yes. action. So yeah. that will be huge. And so for anybody who has not seen a CSW show, I, I've been fortunate to see CSW a few yeah. months ago over in Franklin Park. Tell oh, people great. what to expect from CSW. Well, the, the CSW faithful, they if, if you're new to wrestling or new to CSW or in general, they will let you know that you can speak your mind. You can cheer for whoever you want. You know, everybody's got their favorites, but everyone there, if they, if they have an open seat and you're just looking around, they'll be like, hey, sit with us. You know, let's, you know, it's, it's a family, um, which is why I really love um, CSW and that crowd and just that just that promotion in general, because everyone there wants, you know, wants to see good wrestling, wants to see all these crazy characters, wants to see high flying, wants to see stiff chops. And, um, the fans there love, you know, just being there. So, um, if you're new to, you know, if you're new to CSW or you're like, man, what is this Chicago style wrestling? Just give it a, you know, go, go to wherever the shows are. If you're closer to Lake in the Hills, if you're closer to, franklin park if you're closer to you know wherever in the and wherever we go (laughs) i i would definitely recommend stopping by getting a ticket bringing friends because what steve boz always says there's always an after party after csw so there's just three four hours of just of you know hard-hitting action and then just like fun hanging out with wrestlers hanging out with good people afterwards it's just overall something that i love to do and be a part of you say chops. That just brings me <laughs> back to Marche Rocket and oh, Gary J from Inglorious Bastards. I mean, that was those, awesome. Absolutely freaking awesome. Holy cow. Those, those guys' chests, man, they were like uh-huh. redder than sunburn. It's like, oof. I don't know how they, you know, if they would have done those amount, the amount of chops that they did at the force that they did would have probably took down a redwood. So I don't know how those two gentlemen are still walking to this day because I've taken a chop from Marche Rocket. And when he came in the back and said, man, that guy knows how to chop, I was just, in, you know, I had no idea what to think or feel at the moment. <laughs> yeah, and I actually saw footage of his match with uh, Luchasaurus from last year, and oh, those yeah. guys were chopping the hell out of each other too. Oh, man, you got to love the wrestling scene and chops. Can't, can't, yeah. You can't get enough, can't, and you don't want enough. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, exactly. That's Ric Flair woo for that. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so my opinion of CSW, um, 
Steve and the crew do a great job. Uh, I yeah. think it's well booked. The storylines are awesome from show to show. It's very it's like an episodic TV show. You go to one oh, show, yeah. and if you get hooked, the next show will, will kind of be based a little bit off of that and kind of progress from there. So oh, yeah. I highly recommend CSW as well. So if you're anywhere near Lake in the Hills, driving distance, head on out. Ooh. See Axel Rico and Jake from Wrestling. That's right. And it's outdoor show. So bring your sunscreen, bring your whatever, you know, we got no limit on people now that we're officially open and the, the world seems to be getting better, you know, come bring as many. If you're having a picnic with a thousand people just, and you just happen to be by, come on by. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, before we let you go, I definitely sure, want to talk a little bit about your improv. Now do hey. you actually go and perform at like shows in the city. Yeah, well, obviously n not recently um, due to the pandemic, but the last right. show I did was a wrestling-based improv show with, um, I don't know, a, a little little known name, Jack Moody or Mr. Moody. I've heard um, of him. We did, we, we did a little show in Chicago, and it was super awesome. Um, it was for, I forgot the name of, of, of what the show did, but as of right now, I'm the longest reigning improv wrestling champion. Um, no big deal. Um, I know that's something you probably didn't know. You know, you probably did a lot of research, <laughs> but uh, I thought I'd inform you and the world here that I am the longest reigning improv uh, uh, improv wrestling champion, and it's it's so much fun. And I'm now with um, the theaters being back open and all that. I do plan on uh, reaching out to a lot of my improv and comedy friends to try because, well. They're, they're telling me dates, and, and it's very much hard now because now I have a lot of dates of wrestling shows that are kind of um, intermingling. So um, I hope to do another improv and or comedy show in the future, but uh, wrestling right now has me pretty booked until almost October of this year. So um, we'll see where, where it goes from there. But either way, I will put it on my social media and um, like everyone know about it. Heck, I mean, you could even defend that title at a wrestling show. That would be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool. But I got to, you know, we got to talk to the higher ups from both promotions because it's very, it's a, it's a very prestigious title, the improv wrestling one. I, 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 I've, I've never taken it off, actually. It's very much still around my waist. All right. Before we <laughs> let you go, um, promote your social media and then uh, some of the shows that you might be appearing at in the next few yeah. weeks. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all Axel Rico. I know on uh, Facebook, it's just literally Axel Rico. Um, on Instagram, there's a, there's a couple R's in there, same with the Twitter. So just like, you know, if you have an issue with the rolling of the R's, you just have to type it at least four times. So just on the Instagram and the Twitter, it's Axel Rico with a couple R's and then I-C-O. Um, I got a couple shirts and more shirts coming out very soon on the Pro Wrestling Tees. If you guys just want to, you know, just go to Pro Wrestling Tees and type up Axel Rico. I'm the only Axel Rico on that page. And uh, plenty of shows uh, coming up uh, this weekend. Obviously, CSW and Galley in Rockford, Illinois. Um, Galley has me booked. Woo, we have about four or five shows a month. I'm going to be appearing on AEW, or AAW um, every month. I uh, can't wait for uh, 15 uh, or 115 Bourbon Street in July. Super excited about that. And um, I'll keep promoting on all those social medias my shows that I'll be appearing on. 
for who knows what promotions will be coming into the future for Axel Rico. But either way, you know, just follow my socials, Axel Rico, Axel Rico, Axel Rico. Awesome. Axel, again, thank you so much for coming on. And for good time's sake, give me one more Axel Rico. (laughs) Yes, make sure to, if you ever need to find me, it's Axel Rico. Yes, very good. (laughs) All right. Great interview with Axel Rico. Obviously, he pronounces it much better than I do. Go check out Axel this weekend at Chicago Style Wrestling and Gali Lucha Libre. He's an entertaining fellow, and you can't not love that awesome hair and mustache. So thanks again to Axel Rico for joining us this week on Windy City Slam Podcast. All right. Next week. We will have not just one guest, but two special guests on the show. We'll be talking POW Entertainment with promoter and longtime wrestler Jimmy Blaze and former AWA wrestler Mickey Shannon. And we'll be chatting about POW Entertainment's 3rd of July celebration in Ridgeview. All right, that'll wrap it up. See you next week. So long, everybody.